Welcome to Football on the Rocks, where we pour ourselves a glass and help you dominate the fantasy football competition. During the season, we will recap the action for the week, identify targets to stock up on and targets to pour out, discuss our weekly positional rankings, and give you our DraftKings DFS picks of the week. So, Grab your glass, maybe put some rocks in it, and join three fantasy football experts and whiskey enthusiasts every week as we help you salvage your draft, win your league, and fight for the millionaire. Hello and welcome to Football on the Rocks. I am Joe Niehoff, your host. I'm joined by John. Uh, tonight and tonight, of course, we are talking. At least to begin, we are going with our DraftKings uh, DFS, and that is the episode you listen to. So hopefully, you enjoy it. Before we uh, dive too far into our stacks and what we like, and diving straight into that this week, I just want to go back and discuss what last week was like and how we all performed. First of all, as far as the experts are concerned, John, I will say congratulations. Uh, this has been a pretty consistent route for you getting points in our year-long bet. So I will say that. That is uh, very good. And again, like I said, congratulations. Um, John was the best expert, but he was bested by only one this week. Answer Book, uh, a very loyal listener. I appreciate you listening every week, buddy. Uh, Answer Book with 133 points. Out John, who was in second place at 125.58 points. So all around uh great job for both of you guys uh and john again congratulations um in getting and beating us there anything you want to say <laughs> i mean Any i comments? just i just consistently destroy you and bobby that's yeah, well that's what i care about most my problem is i've i've consistently put in the wrong team for the record i put two teams in every week sometimes i put in three teams in the millionaire and the last, like, four weeks in a row, I have won money overall. It's not like, oh, I just won my money back. It's like I've won money overall every week. Last week I put in two teams and I won 60 bucks. So I spent 40 160 But the, the team that won me my $60 was not the team I put into the other <laughs> – to the – the, the football on the rocks league. So of course, and that was, I scored 150 points to that team, John, 150. I would have destroyed everybody. I just, I just can't pick them or, well, I can pick them sometimes, I guess. I just can't put it in the right freaking game. Yeah. I'm, I'm consistently not, I don't think I've ever put in my best team for that. Yeah. One. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been pretty crazy. But I mean, I think, yeah. Way. I mean, I think for that one, you're not going for most upside. So I think you're hopefully true. Yeah, you're 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 looking for more of the uh, like who's the consistent guys that are going to get me the the regular points, so to speak. But anyway, doesn't matter. Let's get into the millionaire real quick. I'm going to talk about last week's millionaires. Just changing up the, the not the format, but just the, the the you know timing of when we do this to try and create the flow of our uh, uh, podcast a little bit better. So we've talked all year about stacks being a big part of winning uh, the millionaire. So it's been pretty consistent on almost every single team. I think only one time this year, the millionaire did not have a stack. Okay. So it's only happened once this year where the millionaire did not have a stack. This, uh, this stack this week was uh, Matthew Stafford, Odell Beckham Jr. And Henderson. So he had a double stack. 
took the running back for the Rams, obviously Odell for the Rams, and then Stafford. One thing that uh, it's an interesting point I'm going to make, John, because we talked about that game in particular potentially having some pretty high ownership for their players. Stafford was owned by 3%. Beckham was owned by 8%. So those are pretty low numbers. Um, for a game that, you know, for the most part, I think we kind of thought there'd be some ownership across the board in that one. Um, those are pretty low numbers. I think, uh, well, what's his name? Uh, Henderson was 14. So that's a little bit more of what I think we expected for the majority of, of the players in that game across the board. Would you agree? Yeah. 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 And I don't think you usually don't see as high of ownership for quarterbacks. Yeah. Cause there's so many ways to, to build the team across the board. Yeah. I agree. Uh, anyway, so uh, very good there. Where they won, guys, I mean, it's pretty simple. This, what we've noticed, and uh, a couple weeks back, it was, if you had Jonathan Taylor, you were making money. This week was, who do you think was the player you had and you'd be making money, John? Fournette. Yep, Fournette. He scored 47.1 points. And right behind him was Mixon. Mixon's, Mixon scored 35 points. He had both of those players on his team. So congratulations to him there. Waddle was a good pick for him, scored some points. Uh, this is the first time I've ever seen this. He actually had a guy, Robbie Anderson, that scored 2.5 points, and this guy still won the millionaire. That's that's rare that you see something like that. Um, he also had Gronk, but I think almost everybody. Uh, what percentage, John, would you have thought Gronk was at in the millionaire? What percentage? If you could pick a percentage, how high do you think he was on? Uh, I figured he would probably go on 40%. Yep, thirty six point three five percent owned. So, yeah, he was pretty high, but he, I mean, he paid off. It's exactly why you would get a guy like him at that price. I mean, it's just it makes so much sense. Anyway, and then he, he actually finished his team and rounded it out. His defense was the Dolphins, who scored him twenty three points. He in total scored two hundred twenty five. His name is Tommy Mac eighty four. So, congratulations to this dude. Uh, and uh, that's how he rounded out his team. So now let's talk about our teams for this week. Like I said, pretty almost every single time the exception of one so far this season, a stack has been present in the millionaire team. So John, why don't you tell me your favorite stack of the week this week? Yeah, I'm kind of copying a stack. I didn't know that that was a millionaire team, but copying a stack from the millionaire team of the okay. Brady Fournette Gronk. Okay. Um, so you're just adding I, Brady. Yeah. I, I think what, what you um, worry about with that is the ownership on those could all get pretty high. Yep. So I think if you go that route, then you have to start getting um, kind of differentiate yourself with the other picks. But I think against Atlanta, I could see that game kind of getting out of, out of hand for Tampa Bay um, and scoring a lot. And that's why I think um, it'll be a lot through Fournette and then, Brady just likes looking at um, Gronk as kind of a safety. So I think that the Evans and Godwin production could be low. And then um, Fournette has just been more of a workhorse than we thought he would be. Yeah, well, especially of late. Of late, he's really come on and been a, a top-tier fantasy running back, period. So Yeah, and he's still not priced like a top, um, top oh, you know, yeah. five yeah. running back. He could, they could definitely, and they could probably get away and still have people pick him if they would have gone up to, say, even the 8,000s with him. Was he 7,000? He's 7,300. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's you know, he, they could have probably gone all the way to eight with him, especially against the Falcons and been 
I don't think too many people would complain about the price. Um, I like that stack. It's, you know, I think that's one of those, like you said, it's going to be high ownership. It pops off the page, right? And then you look at some people will occasionally look at the, uh, like, oh, they played once already this year, how'd they do? Well, if you look at that, I mean, I think each of them scored like 20 some odd points against the Falcons last to the beginning of the season, game two, by the way. And uh, I know Tom Brady had 30 because that's who I was looking at. Um, yeah, Fournette sure. only had 11, but that was really before they start started um, relying on him more heavily in week kind of four or five. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I'm not sure what Fournette had, but I know that uh, I think Gronk had like 25. <laughs> right, so, you know, that's kind of a – that's that encourages you when you build your team. You're like, oh, okay, that's good, right? Uh, I've seen that. Uh, but it just comes down to are they going to repeat it. Yeah, and I think they all have the upside where that they have the ceiling where you can pay the high price for a stack. It's really you're paying um, about eighteen hundred for the whole stack. Yeah, yeah. eighteen fifty or something. Yeah, yeah. So it's still it's in that range that you want to kind of target your stack, and it has that ceiling where they could all get in the. Like they could all be in Gronk can be in the twenty to thirty range. Fournette has the potential to get in the forties, and Brady has the potential to get in the thirties. Um, yeah. Yep. Very good. Well, let me tell you my stack. Um, I'm going a little bit of a different direction. The reason why I'm going in this direction is because of what happened with me last week. So last week I ended up building my other team, and the and the millionaire was uh, a team with Mac Jones in it. Um, happened to have Bourne on the team too. So it really ended up being a really good team for me. Uh, but they were severely under-owned. Like, I think uh, if I look, I, I don't have it in front of me, but I think Mac Jones is owned by like 1%, right? Um, and that, that helps. So this week I'm kind of, I'm looking at, and I'm mentioning this one as a stack that I like. Um, the biggest reason why I like this one is because of how much you save on this stack. You save a ton of money on this stack, which will really allow you to, to create some other things. Um, but there's also a super cheap team. Like it's uh, or it's a super good matchup for this team. So the matchup I'm looking at, the team I'm looking at, is actually Derek Carr uh, on Vegas with a wide receiver. And then if you want to get fancy, you can do the double stack with Moreau. So Moreau is 2700 um, he is, uh, uh, Waller is doubtful to play, which means he really probably just won't play. Yeah, uh, I thought I even saw him was out today, but I'm not sure if it's final. Yeah. Last I saw was right. He might already be, be kind of labeled out. Um, but either way, he's just not definitely, if he does play, I mean, how much is he going to do? Right. So anyway, um, so Foster Moreau at 2,700, that might be the cheapest you're going to find. And when he's replaced him in the past, He's had opportunities. That doesn't mean he's necessarily going to do everything with it. But, like, for example, week seven against Philly, he had six catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown, right? So that's an example of, like, okay, there's if you get anything close to that kind of production for a guy that's 2,700, by the way, that you're loving it, right? On the wide receiver side, Renfro is the most consistent Last week, he finally blew up and had a really good week. 24 points. Eight. Nice. But I'm not necessarily picking him in this stack. 
Uh, I would love to have uh, Deshaun Jackson if I would just trust him and if I knew he was going to play. Right now he's listed as questionable with a calf, and he did practice but limited on Friday. So, you know, I don't know. He'd be a, He's an intriguing one just because he's kind of that deep ball guy that you could have on the team. But the one that I actually looked at that, that I kind of like, Frank, is Brian Edwards. Now, he's not getting – if you look at his, like, stats and what he's done in the last few games, you're not going to get excited about it, okay? I mean, he didn't even have a catch or anything in week 11. Week 12, he had one catch. Um, but he's got – he's had some weeks where he's had a little bit more. If Deshaun Jackson does play – he is the only – he's the other starting wide receiver in the lineup. There is literally no other wide receivers, like, on the depth chart <laughs> besides Renfro and him uh, and Deshaun Jackson. And I think that – let me just double-check because if I'm remembering correctly, I, I really don't know that there's anybody else even like – oh, Zay Jones, right? So Jones maybe – just to check between those two. Um yeah, Zay Jones that was a little bit more involved last week. But one of those two guys, that, that other wide receiver opposite of Renfro that ends up starting, is the guy that I, I'd like to have in the double stack. Really, really cheap. They're not going to get you necessarily a ton of points. But because I'm doing that, like, John, what would you say your price point was for your, your first three guys or whatever? 1800 uh, Yeah, usually I don't like going over, like, 19 uh 19 to 20,000. Yeah. So this in this stack, it's six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. It's, it's literally 11, nine. I don't know that you can make a stack any cheaper than that. So again, there's value in, uh, in Moreau. And if you don't even want to go with the, if you just want to do car and Moreau, I think that's a good play, right? So you don't even have to think or worry about doing that. But in just those two guys are have more money to spend in a lot of other places, especially with guys like Jonathan Taylor having an unbelievable matchup against Houston. And, you know, some of these matchups that are out there for some of these running backs that are expensive or some of the matchups that are out there for the wide receivers that are on that higher price point, like Justin Jefferson, for example, like if you want those guys in your lineup, you gotta find a way to save money somewhere, and that's this is the the kind of the squad that I I think could have a pretty good week for you if you go. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking on that, any other quarterbacks you want to mention, or do you want to dive right into running backs, John? Yeah, I mean the only other one I mentioned would be um, Tarod at fifty three hundred. Yeah. Just if you want to go that, there's a lot of good matchups for high price running backs. So if you want to go super cheap at quarterback load up on running back. Um, I think that's an interesting way to go. Um, I think, like I saw, not in the millionaire, but in the $3 where you can win 100000 the winning team who won 100000 um, had Cam Newton on their team. As uh, a, you know, last week they did? Yeah, as solo, solo QB, no stack, had Cam got eight points and one was – Got like two hundred and thirty-two points. Oh wow! So he had just a bunch of the other players that. Yeah, he had he had, he had he had everyone else. So like that—that's a route you can go of like um, the naked quarterback. I could see you going. Yeah, yeah, but you'd have to. It'd have to almost be that way. Um, in order yeah, I mean, you compare him with everybody Cooks. else, right? You compare, him with, <laughs> you compare him with Cooks too, but. Yeah, yeah, 
Makes sense. I like it. So I'll tell you my other guy that I'm going to mention just because we haven't. But I think with Dalvin Cook being out, I think the the Kirk Cousins play is just a little bit nicer. You know, not that they're going to like you know focus or do a bunch on Kirk, with Kirk, but the, the, I would say that Vikings would lean more that way, uh, especially playing against Detroit. It's a good matchup. Yeah, I think I've had a Kirk team every week. This might be the first week I don't have one. I think they finally caught up on price for all of the – for Kirk, uh, Jefferson, and Thielen, where it just makes it harder to play them because then, like, I think Thielen's, like, 73, Jefferson's 82, and then Kirk is 65. Yeah, so just, they're 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 just they're getting into a price where I think it's just harder to kind of pair them. Yeah, I agree, especially with that. More specifically, like a guy like Thielen, for example, when he was in the sixes, that you that was cool. Like you, you weren't, gosh, he's gonna be way too expensive. Getting to that sevens, I feel like you want a guy that you know is gonna get you twenty five points. You know what I mean, or at least have a real good shot at getting that. Not that Thielen isn't. You know, most people are a little bit more hesitant on him. But from a pure quarterback standpoint, expectations of what he could do this week kind of standpoint, I think that's a good play. Or at least a, it's at least a good matchup. Um, yeah. I do like – if I'm pick, trying to just get a guy in that game, the first guy, honestly, I'm trying to get in that game is Madison. Alexander yeah, Madison, you want to move the running backs? We'll move to running backs. Yeah, and that's probably a good transition to that. So one guy that I do like at, at running back, again, these guys are a little bit higher priced, but Alexander Madison is is one that's kind of on my list. Great matchup. He was, I, I believe Cook was out the game against Detroit last time. Madison had 25 carries, 113 yards, and then seven catches, 40 yards, and a touchdown. I'm not going to say expect the same because that's just probably not going to happen, but he's probably going to get close to 20 carries, you know, and, and if the Vikings are winning, it could even lead to more, maybe it uh, gets a touchdown in there at the end of the day. Uh, once all of a sudden done, that kind of is a spot that I have for him. So I like him. One other guy I've already, I, I mean, I'm, I'll mention just to kind of give you a guy on the, a little bit of the cheaper side that I like. And then John, I'll let you mention a few people. Um, one guy I like this week coming into it is, and we talked a little bit about him last week, but Eli, uh, Elijah Mitchell had just a great game last week against the Vikings. He's on the six thousand side or six thousand for your price, so he's he's definitely cheaper than than some of these higher price running backs that are out there this week, and should get you uh, a pretty good return playing against Seattle. So a great matchup there. Um, what do you got, John? Yeah, I think there's a lot of like obvious plays that have good matchups this week. You know, Taylor against Houston, Eckler against Cincinnati, mixing against. Chargers, all teams that have struggled, um, but they're all on the higher side. Um, you said Madison; he has another great matchup. Um, but someone I'm targeting, I like. I think all those have good matchups and higher price. And I think the good thing about this week is there are a lot of good matchups. So I think that's going to even out ownership a little bit, especially among the higher tier running backs. Um, and someone I like who I think will, could get mixed out of the shuffle there um, just because he's going against a uh, typically good um, rush defense is Patterson. Okay, yeah. Just I because agree. I think he he's just kind of shown that he 
is kind just of the catalyst. He's the catalyst for Atlanta's offense. Well, number one, I agree. I, that's why I'm saying he's kind of matchup proof because yeah. even against a good run defense, that just means he's going to get the ball in the air. You know what I'm saying? Like he's going to get you probably five, six catches at a minimum. Yep. Against a good run defense where they may not run the ball, like try to pound it, obviously, but that kind of gives you an idea. So I agree with that. I think that it'll push his owner, like the price he's at and the matchup, will, I think will put his push his ownership down. And then yeah. since I'm since I'm already kind of pairing that with Brady, it kind of gives me the There's upside of that 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 game being more high scoring. Yeah, and that and that. Yep, yeah, I agree. I like it. Um, and then I think there there are a few lower price guys that are also. I think there are three lower price guys that are obvious: Mitchell, Gaskin, and then uh, my favorite of the lower, which I think his ownerships could balloon, is Gibson. Um, McKissick's yeah. out this week. Yeah, against Vegas, who has another bad run defense. So I think he's going to be a great play at fifty-seven hundred. We saw last week that um, you know he can. Two of the last three weeks, he's got over twenty points. So at fifty-seven hundred, he's at a really good price where his um, upside is. Um, I just wonder how high his ownership will gonna is gonna be, especially if I'm looking at kind of higher stacks for my uh, uh, stack. Yeah, and it's funny you say that because when I'm looking at my stack, he's the player I was having as a comeback because I still every week like to do the comeback stuff, um, and he was the guy that I had my list for the comeback for sure. Uh, but yeah, good point, John. Good job. Uh, wide receivers, you got anybody you like right up jumping at you? Yeah, a one one running back I forgot was Jamal Williams. He's cheap, swifts yeah. out. So playing against the Vikings, yeah. yeah, I think he's yeah. fifty three hundred. Yeah, I like that. Or fifty four. So he's he's gonna be a good play too. Um, wide receiver. I'm going a little bit off um, from kind of the big names, um, and that's kind of like based on playing the bigger names and spending more at running back this week. Um, so um, a couple of the kind of mid-tier to lower guys I like are Cooks and Pittman playing against each other. Okay. Um, I think Cooks, there's just not a lot of targets. I think Indy could get up early um, and get a lead on Houston. And then Houston's kind of showed that they can get a lot of good garbage stats in fantasy. And then Pittman at um, – Pittman at 5,700, his price is going down. He hasn't had the production that he's had in the past. But, I mean, last week he still got 10 targets. Yeah. So he's still getting a ton of targets. I think – I mean, you're going to see he's going to have more weeks that are going to pop off, and that's just a great price. I think the on the cheap, cheap side, I like uh, Josh Reynolds at Detroit, 3,400. We saw he had a great week last week. Minnesota has, I mean, they're just terrible in the secondary. Yeah, and they're not getting better. So yeah. I think it could be a um, a really big week, especially if Minnesota can get a lead. Yeah, I, I mean, it's tough to tough to disagree with that, there, John. Um, for me, uh, so I, I do like some higher price guys. It's tough not to. I mean, I, I think uh, if you build the, the your stacks and all that kind of stuff, you find places to save money. Um, I do think Jefferson is a good pick this week. 
Even though he's 8,200, I still like him. Um, uh, I do think uh, Jamar Chase is somebody worth mentioning. They're playing against the Chargers, who's you know typically got a pretty decent defense against the pass. But J- uh, Jamar or Jamar uh, Justin Jefferson also had one of his best weeks this year against the Chargers defense. So it's not necessarily that they're going to automatically be good to you know good defense and you're not going to score points against them. Bobby loves the whole thing on oh well matchup wise he's uh, they've only given up one touchdown wide receiver whatever blah blah. I just don't necessarily agree with like following that logic to a T, knowing it and understanding like expectations or you know whatever, but it also creates lower ownership. Any in DraftKings when somebody is showing like Get they're playing against the second ranked, you know, defensive backs, whatever, that basically means that the people that try to play in these things ownership wise, he's gonna be lower, right? So Jamar Chase is playing against a second-ranked defensive team against wide receivers, which means people are going to be shying away from him. And that's he's seven thousand, so he's not a terrible price. Um, but that's kind of a guy just that I wanted to mention. I don't have a ton of cheap guys that I like. Um, nobody's like you know that I'm like, oh my gosh, this is such the guy. You know what I mean? But there is one other player that's about sixty-one hundred dollars. I'll mention, and that's uh, Devonte Smith. Um, so Smith. Had a couple really good weeks in a row. Then it's kind of cooled off. Um, Philly played absolutely terrible last week. Has a much better matchup this week. But there's a lot of injuries with the running backs there. I mean, even Hertz is considered questionable at this point. So, you know, in that game in particular, I think they'll they'll probably throw the ball a little bit more just because of what they have available uh, team-wise. So just somebody else I wanted to, to throw out there as well. Uh, finally, let's get into tight ends. Uh, any comments that anybody wanted that, again, jumps off the page of you that you would like to mention? Yeah, I think I think Pitts could be interesting this week against Tampa Bay. Um, if you're kind of looking at that game, his price has kind of come down a little bit recently. He's down to 5900 um, out of the $6,000 range. Um. Other than that, I mean, I think the the two the two plays I probably like the most are um, the guys we mentioned, Bronk and Monroe. I think yeah. they're they're probably going to see the most ownership. Like I, I would expect to see them the highest ownership. Yeah. Um, but I think you know Kittle below six thousand. You know he did nothing last week against Minnesota, which tough matchup against Kendricks, like we thought. Yeah, um, but much easier matchup against Seattle. I just think the Seattle so bad that I think they're just gonna like they could just hand off to Mitchell, like every, like <laughs> the second half or against Minnesota and just hand it off to him, or just run the ball for eighty percent of the plays. Yeah, and that and then that's over. Yep, I agree. Which is why I agree. I, I, I'm with you on the price, but I, I agree with the game plan, game flow there. I just don't see Seattle really. Yeah, uh, and then, you know, who knows? Maybe it's a 20-point Uzoma week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, one of those, he's like, due. three touches, three touchdowns. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Jesus. Yeah. The only other guy that you didn't mention I'm going to mention is Fryermuth, um, Baby Gronk. Uh, he's got a good matchup, too. Baltimore's not been great against tight ends all year. Um, and 
overall good matchup. He's been very consistent. And for a guy at 4,200, as an example of four of his last five games, he's scored 14, 21, 11, and 14. So, you know, if you need 12 out of that guy, um, again, I think he's a good price. It just depends on how you build out your team and, and where you're at with all that. So um, he's another guy just to mention that I like in that Roethlisberger group. is just looking like a corpse out there, though. Yeah, well, that's true, but that's that's why I like Friermuth because Roethlisberger can't throw the ball downfield. <laughs> Friermuth isn't going downfield. He's typically the dump-off guy, you know what I'm saying? So um, that's where I like him. Anyway, uh, any other final comments? I mean, that kind of gets us through the night uh, as far as just creating and helping you develop a, a squad for uh, this weekend. But anything else you want to say before we sign off? No, we're getting deep into the season. Yeah. Running out of time, right? It's time to, to make your moves. Hopefully your season-long fantasy teams are doing okay. We'll have that uh, podcast coming up uh, as well. Hopefully everybody enjoys all that. But uh, – Hopefully enjoy the show tonight. I got nothing else. You don't, John? I got nothing. All right, that's it. Have a good one. Bye. See you.